Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the Word of God? Yes, today we will continue the series called The Way to Victory. The Way to Victory. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching your chief the truth from the Bible. We pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to educate us, show us the thing we should know, build us up, develop us to be more mature, more fruitful, more effective for the kingdom of God. We depend on the teacher. His name is the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Help us to get this word into our spirit, to renew our mind, and to put all this teaching into practice. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Before I go into the scripture, I would like to give some foundation a little bit. When we talk about the way to victory, We use the word victory when the Lord gave me this word. Victory includes everything that God promised in the Bible, such as salvation is a victory. We have more grace is a victory, more favor, open door, open opportunities, protection, divine health, healing, provision, success, prosperity. All the good things that God has for us is the victory for our life. When we have victory, we have victory in every way, and God gives us the way to victory. In this world, there are two camps, and we have to choose between the two camps. One is God, another one is Satan. And in the camp of God, there are all good things. The Bible says God lavishes. Good things upon His people. Good things are victory. God, in the kingdom of God, there is victory, righteousness, holiness, protection, good health, fruitfulness, grace, joy, peace—all the good things on that side. Good angel, the Holy Spirit, the truth, and heaven. But on the other camp. The devil, he has all the bad things. He come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. If we choose his camp, we're gonna face perishing and destruction. On that camp, the sin, the flesh, hell, sadness, depression, sickness, curses, and defeat. All the things on that side is not good. So we have to make a choice. I believe you're smart enough to make the right choice. Otherwise, I may need to do the brain transplant for you. You're smart enough to choose God's side, and in order to get into the victory, we need to follow what the Bible says. We need to follow the pathway of God. Definitely, the door that God wants us to go through is narrow. The way is difficult, but we choose that way. Two Sundays ago, we learned the way of victory. We learned repentance. We learned about acknowledging the truth, 
and also the way of victory is faith. We learn that sometimes Christians quote the scripture only half of the passage, and then use it for the reason to sin against God. Such as there is therefore now no condemnation those who in Christ Jesus and stop, and then they use that scripture. To quote that, no condemnation anymore. I can sin against God. I can do whatever I want. I can follow my flesh. Or another half of scripture that people quote: We are not under the law, but we are under grace. And we have preacher out there saying that, say that's okay. We are under grace now. Grace is a ticket to go to heaven. Therefore, we can live the way we want. I can do whatever I want because I'm under grace. Or by grace, we are saved. And then stop. Actually, it doesn't stop just by grace we are saved, but through faith we can have victory. Yes, by the grace of God. The grace of God is God's part. He does His part. Our part is faith. We need to do our part. We need to develop faith. And the Bible says clearly, faith without action, without deeds, is not true faith. Amen. True faith will follow by action. The Bible says clearly that because of faith, we can have victory. In the book of Ephesians, chapter two, verses four to nine, for God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespass, make us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And raise us up together, make us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We can sit with God in the realm of authority and victory as the King in this world, the King who reigns with victory. That in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us in Christ. For by grace we have been saved through faith, and not of yourself; it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. We learn from this scripture that we are saved by grace, and we can overcome the world by faith. We can see from the scripture here that we are saved by grace, but through faith. Now, let me read Romans chapter eight verses. We're going to stay in the book of Romans and in the book of Galatians today. Romans chapter eight, verse one. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And verse four say, in order that the just requirement of the law or the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. These scriptures were written by the Apostle Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to the believers. These scriptures are not for the non-believers; they are for the believers. How many people are believers here? Okay, we are believers. So Paul said that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus for believers. And not only that, but those who walk according to the Holy Spirit, those who walk 
in the Holy Spirit. Why does Paul write about condemnation? Because faith is relationship. Is that right? Faith is about relationship between us and God. And our relationship or our fellowship with God is affected by the word condemnation or guilt. When we feel guilty, when we feel condemned, and God never condemns us, I hope that your brother and sister never condemns you either. But who condemned you when you disobey God? Your own heart. When your own heart condemns you, your fellowship with God is broken. And then that broken fellowship will affect your faith. Then you cannot have victory because your faith starts to be shaken. Every time you feel that God doesn't listen to you anymore because you are breaking his law, then your faith starts to get weak and you are not practicing what you learn. You don't feel victory anymore. You are getting into trouble. How to be free from condemnation? How to have that ongoing fellowship with God all the time? That strong fellowship with God, the faith in God, that when you say something, you pray something, you know that God answers your prayer. This just happened to us last Friday, the Black Friday. We went to Bellevue Mall, and the car is packed. No parking spot. It's just packed. So when we drove in, I know I have good relationship with God. We both say, we're going to have a parking spot. Very soon, we don't have to drive around. Actually, we're going to buy some gift for people in the church, not even for us. So when we drove in, right away, one car pulled out, the car in front of us, we here, the car pulled out, and we thought, oh, that car is going to take it. And that spot is just next to the door to get into the building, like just walk one second to get into the door. So we were watching that car, and he was driving in, and he back off, and he go, Hallelujah! I get that parking sp- I don't know why he back off. He, he could have get in already, and he back off. So you see, because of faith, I have victory to get a parking spot. I don't have to fight. Amen? <laughs> How can we get away from condemnation or become condemnation-free? We can do that by two things. Number one, faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. We believe what Jesus did for us on the cross, that his blood washed away our sin. This first one, we need that because we sin every single day. We don't know every law in the Bible. We make mistakes every day. So the mistake and the sin we commit, we are cover or we are protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are righteous in his eyes. But there are sins that we know we commit and we deliberately commit. How are we going to be free from that sin? That is in Romans chapter 8 that I just read a while ago that we need to walk in the light. We need to walk according to the Spirit. When the Spirit shows us something that we sin, we repent as soon as possible then we don't have to live in guilt or condemnation any longer. When the Spirit of God shows us what is wrong and we say, oh, I'm sorry, Lord, I repent right now. So every Christian 
can make a choice to walk according to the spirit or walking according to the flesh. Today you're going to hear these three words again and again: the law, the spirit, and the flesh. Three words again and again: the law, which is here, the Bible, the Word of God, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit who live on the inside of us, and the flesh, our sinful nature. Romans chapter eight verses two to four. Let me read again: For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Has made me free from the law of sin and death. Paul put two words together: sin and death. Whenever you sin, whenever you break the law of God or disobey God, that sin will lead to corruption and death, and that is not victory. That is perishing or destruction. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh. God did by sending His Son, His own Son. That is the grace of God. His own Son. He was sent here by the grace of God. In the likeness of the sinful flesh, on account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. We're going to see this. Kind of sentence again and again in the book of Roman and the book of Galatians. We learn here from this scripture. Number one, let me make some summary for you. Number one, when you walk according to the Spirit, you have victory. You have life, super abundant life. When you choose to follow the flesh, that sin, you walk according to the flesh, the sin that you practice or you commit will lead to death or Defeat or destruction, and Paul said that the law could not do the job because it was weak through the flesh. What does it mean? Yes, we have the book here, the law, but it's weak. It's weak because we have the flesh that, by our own ability, by our own flesh, we cannot follow it. As human being, it's almost impossible or it's very difficult to follow the law here. The biblical principle here, by our own strength. That's why, by His grace, He sent Jesus to die for us, to forgive us, and to help us in the area that we cannot follow the law. And at the same time, by His grace, okay, grace is not the ticket to go to heaven. Don't interpret grace as the oh, I have the ticket of mercy. No matter what I do, I cannot go to heaven. No, grace. Is the presence of Jesus two thousand years ago? Grace is the presence of the Holy Spirit in you now in this generation. Through the death of Jesus Christ, the well in the temple was split, and the Holy Spirit come and the well in you to be the grace of God in you, so that you can live a victorious life, and we can be free from the works of the flesh, the law of sin and death. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are living in this world that's full of evil spirit and demons, and Satan is working. So we face temptation all the time, and the temptation that come against us is resistible. We can resist any temptation by the power of the Holy Spirit. Whose choice is that? Gonna resist 
the temptation, resist the work of the flesh, or we're gonna yield to the flesh. Whose decision? Your decision and my decision. We make a decision to yield to the flesh and sin against God. Our own decision. Or we make a decision to yield to the Holy Spirit and obey God is our own decision. That's why God warns us. We need to know the consequences. God gives us free will. We have the freedom of choice. If we choose the flesh, we're going to face death and destruction and perishing. If we choose the Holy Spirit, we choose the way of God, we're going to have life. We're going to have victory. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? In other words, use grace as a ticket to go to heaven. Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? The Apostle Paul was very straightforward here. Even though we receive the grace of God, we should not use that reason, the grace of God, as a ticket to sin against God. We should die to sin. Verses 11 and 12. Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lust. Again, Paul emphasized one more time in verses 11 and 12. Make decision. Reckon yourself. Make decision whether you're going to be dead because you sin, or you're going to have life because you reject sin and live according to the Holy Spirit. It's our daily decision we need to make. We're going to follow the lust of the flesh, or we're going to follow the Holy Spirit. Okay. Let me ask this question. Can Pastor Lao yield to sin? Can Pastor Lao, the senior pastor and the preacher, get temptation? Can I make a choice to sin against God? Can I just go out right now and pull a gun and shoot somebody? Can I do that? Can God force me not to do it? No. My wife cannot even force me. I can do whatever I want. Is that right? But Pastor Dad, shake her hands. I can force you. <laughs> no one can force you. That's why we see adultery and all, all kinds of problems because we have, people have freedom of choice. We all have freedom. And a believer must make a decision to yield to the Holy Spirit, not to the flesh, every single day. Yield to the Holy Spirit, not to the flesh. Just because we are under the grace, we shall not use that word grace to be the reason to yield to the flesh. Amen? Let me explain to you later on about under grace and under the law. Romans chapter 6, verses 13 to 16. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, the dead of sin, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. I'm going to tell you what it means here. You are not under law, you are under grace. What then shall we sin because we are not under law, 
but under grace. Should we continue in sin when we say we are not under law, but we are under grace? Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey? Whether of sin leading to death, what does sin lead you to? Is that leading you to victory? Leading to prosperity? And blessing? And success? Good family? No. Lead to death. And of obedience leading to righteousness. Okay. We are not under the law. We are under grace. We should not use the word grace to sin against God. What does it mean we are not under the law? Is the law bad? No, the law is good. What it means is this. We, by our own strength, cannot follow the law. Cannot obey the law. Two, we are not safe and justified by the works of the law. You can try very hard to follow everything in the Bible. You are not good enough to go to heaven. You still make some mistake. You are not saved by doing the work of the law. Okay? So, that's why you are not saved because you are doing the work of the law. Three, you don't know all the law. You don't know all the laws. Even me, as a preacher, I don't know all the things in the Bible yet. I'm still learning. I'm still changing. I'm still adjusting myself according to the word of God here. We don't know all the law. Four, the reason... We are not under the law because if we try to follow the law, just the law, we're going to become legalistic and religious and we have no relationship with God anymore. We just try to use our own strength to follow the law and we're going to become prideful. We are not humble anymore. We try to use our own strength to follow the law and, and boast that, you see, I can do this and that and that. That's why God say, your righteous act is like a filthy rags. You cannot both. Six, we need the Holy Spirit. Because in each circumstance, the law is applied in a different way. In each situation, the same law can be applied in a different way. According to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Seven, if you just follow the law without the Holy Spirit, You're going to do the law out of wrong motive. But if you follow the law by the Holy Spirit, you're going to do it out of love, kindness, patience, and the right way in relationship with God. That's why God says, you are not under the law any longer. You are not trying to follow the written word of the law, but you are walking according to the Holy Spirit. After we are born again, the best gift that God gave to us is the presence of the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit come in to teach us all the truth, guide us to the way of God, bring us into remembrance of all that Lord Jesus teaches. He also tells us what's going to happen in the future. The Holy Spirit come to help us Give us counseling. Give us comforting feeling when we are down. 
He is the person of the Holy Spirit, and that's why the Bible says we are not under the law, but we follow the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will never tell us to do anything against the law. I'm gonna read about the law in a minute here. Why we should follow the Holy Spirit? I remember when I first born again, the first year in my life, the first year of my Christian walk. I did not know the Bible that much. I just know the only thing Jesus died for me. That's it. I did not know about tithing. I did not know that I need to go to church every Sunday. I did not know that I need to commit to a local church. I did not know that I need to forgive my wife. I didn't even know because I, I was not a Christian. I just born again. But I remember when I woke up the Sunday morning, I got saved on Saturday night. I woke up that Sunday morning and I heard the voice go to church. I did not know that I need to go to church, but I heard the voice go to church. I said, "Ah, let's go to church from now on." Who is who was leading me to go to church? The Holy Spirit. I did not know the law, but I listened to the Holy Spirit. Then after that, we moved to another city. We have a big fight at home, and it's my my mistake. It's my fault, not her fault. Never pass it our fault. All my fault. <laughs> we have a big fight at home. And I was so furious and mad at her. I walk out of the house, go to the hospital. I was walking up to the hospital and want to run away from her. I I don't didn't want to talk to her because I was so mad at her. Suddenly, I heard the voice, "Son, go back. Ask her for forgiveness. You need to repent." I turn around, walk back, and say sorry to Pasada. Who told me? To say sorry and to repent, the Holy Spirit. Did I know the Bible that I need to? No, I was brand new believer. I was only one year old Christian. I have no idea that I need to forgive my wife and come around and ask her for forgiveness. I did not know the law at that time. Now you understand why we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Why we need to walk according to the Holy Spirit. Is the law bad? No. Actually, read John chapter six verse sixty-three. John six sixty-three. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. The word that record in the Bible is given by the Holy Spirit. It's life. But it's how we respond to this book, to the word. If we respond under the law, in order to get saved, in order to get blessing, we will not accomplish it because we cannot follow every law. But is it still good? Yes, it's good. It's the word is still life, given by the Holy Spirit. But in the daily life, because we don't know the whole Bible yet, we don't understand everything in the Bible. Remember, Paul say, "We know in part." Even Paul admit, "I know in part. I know in part too. I don't know everything of, of this book myself. I'm still learning, studying, reading, and and continue to grow in the Word. So, who help me every day to walk right with God? The Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. He gave us the Holy Spirit. We cannot." Caught 
I am not under law. I am under grace. Therefore, I can do whatever I want. If you do that, you are leading yourself and your family to death. You need to continue to follow the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will lead you to do the right thing according to the book here. Actually, the word grace means the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's not just a ticket to go to heaven. It is a choice in every single day. All the millions question that you have in your heart, the answer come from one person. His name is the Holy Spirit. Should I do that? Should I spend money this way? Should I do, drive this way? What should I do each day? You are being led by the Holy Spirit every single day. He is the person who can help you. To walk a victorious life, walk according to the Holy Spirit. Every time you get a temptation, every time the flesh rises up and tell you to do something evil or sinful, you have a choice: say no by the power of the Holy Spirit and get out. It's the way out of temptation. But if you yield to the flesh and sin against God, you are not hopeless. You can have the way back. You can get back to fellowship with God. How do you do that? Repent, turn around, and say, "Holy Spirit, I can obey you from now on. I will decline. I will decline and deny my flesh. I will reject the work of my flesh and the temptation." Romans chapter seven, fourteen to eighteen. For we know that the law is spiritual; is the law from the Holy Spirit. Yes, the law is spiritual. The law is good, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I would to do, he want to do the right thing, that I do not practice. It's a conflict between the right thing and the wrong thing, the flesh and the spirit inside him. But what I hate. That I do. This is the writing of the greatest apostle of the end time church. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the Lord that it is good. But now it's no longer I who do it. It's no longer that he, I who sin against God, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, and how to perform what is good, I do not find. In conclusion, Paul tried to say that we all living in the flesh, and there is no good in the flesh here, the sinful nature. When you are born again, your spirit is born again, but your flesh is not born again. We all struggle with the flesh every single day. We have this war between the flesh and the Holy Spirit every single day. Are we going to get mad at people? Are we going to forgive them? Are we going to do good to our enemy? Are we going to take revenge? Are we going to retaliate? The flesh will tell us to retaliate, but the Spirit will tell us, the Holy Spirit will tell us to forgive and do good to our enemy. This conflict. This battle is happening 
every single day, every single hour. The work of the flesh and the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to make choices every single day. Verses 19 to 25. For the good that I would to do, I do not do. But the evil I would not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God. He delights in the law of God. According to the inward man, the spirit inside him with the Holy Spirit delights in the law of God. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. His body is full of sinful nature. There's a law of sin inside his body. And Paul has that, you have that too. And I have that too. We all have this conflict all the time. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. If you want to be condemnation free, you need to walk according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh. Brother and sister, let us recognize the battle or the war inside us. From now on, let's learn how to differentiate between the work of the flesh and the work of the Spirit. Let us become more sensitive. Is this the work of the flesh or this is the work of the Holy Spirit? And if you know that you are walking according to the work of the flesh, repent as soon as possible. Turn around and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit as soon as possible. The way to victory is the way of the Holy Spirit, not the way of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 to 16, written to the believers by Paul again. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, now he say a conclusion. I say then, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You can see the parallel passages between the book of Romans and the books of Galatians. You can choose to yield to the flesh, or you can choose to yield to the Holy Spirit. If you keep entertaining, meditating, thinking about the desire of your flesh, the lust of your flesh, if you keep thinking about it, it will keep growing and eventually you're going to yield to it and you are leading yourself and your family to death. 
to the way of destruction, not the way to victory. So you should not meditate on the evil thoughts. Anytime wrong thought come in, shut it down ASAP. Anytime temptation come in, sometimes the devil can throw to you a negative thought, imagination, suggestion, or any temptation to you millions time a day. Keep throwing to you. You say no. I resist the devil. No, I don't accept this thought. Get away. Go away. Get behind me, Satan. You reject as soon as possible, and yield to the Holy Spirit, who will lead you to righteousness and holiness. Amen. Let us become that kind of Christian that become sober and alert and awake all the time. Between the work of the flesh, the work of Satan, and the work of the Holy Spirit, you need to choose all the time which way you're gonna go. Don't go with the flesh. Don't go along with the devil. Galatians five seventeen say, "For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish." Sometimes you do wrong, even though you don't want to do it. Say exactly what Paul said in Romans chapter seven, because the flesh is working on the inside. We should be aware of the work of the flesh all the time. This conflict is happening all the time in our life. How many people love yourself? Raise your hand up. If you don't raise your hand, you don't love yourself. How many people love your spouse? Raise your hand up. How many people love God? How many people love your kids? If you have kids, okay. Now I understand why Jesus come and die for me, and why He gives all my grace to me. When I look at Jesus, how He died on the cross. He gave me the grace to come to the U.S. to have good education at University of Washington. He gave me the grace to marry a very godly woman. He gave me the grace to have this building and the brother and sister sit here. I love him because he's so gracious to me, and because I love him, I appreciate him, and I love my wife. Love my kids. I love my members here. I need to make choice every day. I know that if I follow my flesh, I make God look bad. Christianity in America, in the hospital, especially I'm a Christian doctor. All the nurses and doctors who are not Christian gonna laugh at or mock Christianity if I walk in the flesh. If I walk in the flesh, my wife will suffer, and will bring curses to my family, to the third and fourth generation. If I walk in the flesh, my kids will suffer. And the reason I want to walk in the Holy Spirit because number one, I love God. I want Him to get good name. Two, I love my wife. I want her to be blessed to the head of the house. Three, I love my kids. I want them to have the blessing of Abraham 
to the thousand generation. For I love my members in this church and who are under me. If the pastor goof off playing game, walking in the flesh, all the members will suffer. Is that what happened to the children of Israel when the king start to go out? All the whole country suffer. Whatever you do, it will affect you, affect God's name, affect people under you, and around you. Please, don't walk according to the flesh. If you want to bring yourself to victory, you want to bring your wife, your kids, people around you to victory. What is the way to victory? Walking according to the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verses 18 to 21. Last scripture I will read. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, Heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, the like of which I tell you beforehand. Just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. My dear brother and sister, in the Old Testament time, the children of Israel had only the law. The law of Moses: Don't kill, don't lie, don't commit adultery, don't cheat. The law is good, but they did not have the Holy Spirit. They did not have the Holy Spirit. They could not do it. They make a lot of mistake. That's why they have to bring the animal sacrifice to the tabernacle or the temple, shed the blood of the animal, and that blood will cover their sin for the next one year. Because God knows they still break the law. The law is given to know what is right, what is wrong, but they could not do it. Today, we could not follow the law either, because we don't know all the law. Two, we are human being. Thank God, Jesus died on the cross not to cover our sin, not to cover our sin, not to cover our sin, but to wash it away completely for eternity. Not just once a year, once for all. So the sin that we commit out of ignorance, out of lack of knowledge, is washed away by the blood of Jesus once for all. But whenever the Holy Spirit leads you according to the Word of God, you need to make a choice to obey. You may not know everything. You make mistake. You don't know all the thing in the Bible. You make mistake. God still understand, but the Holy Spirit gonna come and warn you, talk to you, stop doing that. He is your helper. You may not know all the law, but He gonna come and talk to you. Stop. Repent. That is wrong. Are you gonna continue to follow the flesh, or are you gonna say yes, Holy Spirit? I will repent right now. I will not follow my flesh any longer. Is this something that happened to me all the time? 
Sometimes I get mad at somebody. I have to admit to you, there are some names in my life that when I think of, I start to get blood pressure go up. I'm serious. When I think about some names, I start to get mad, and then the Holy Spirit had to tell me, "Calm down, son. Forgive them forever." So I try to avoid those names because I'm still living in the flesh. If people raise this name, I start to feel like, "Oh, come back again." The unforgiveness, the anger, the the flesh start to rise up. I and the Holy Spirit, son, son, just calm down, forgive and forget. Am I still living in the flesh? Yes, I'm still struggle every day between the flesh and the spirit, the battle, the war inside me, still battle every single day. But it's a choice. I choose to walk according to the spirit. Now, why our church? I'm gonna make a conclusion now. I'm gonna make some practical point. Why? Does our church teach so much about the Holy Spirit? Because I realize that if the believers, the members, don't know the Holy Spirit, the members will not know how to walk with the Spirit. And what is another choice? The flesh. So that's why we need to educate the members who is the Holy Spirit, how we can walk with the Holy Spirit. Is that right? I educate you. On a regular basis, about the Holy Spirit, we have a lot of teaching about Holy Spirit in our library. Two, why I love to lay hand. Why I love to see you got filled and touched by the Holy Spirit. Because you don't know the Holy Spirit only by reading the book or listening to my teaching. You know the Holy Spirit by experiencing Him, touched by Him, filled by Him. To know about the Holy Spirit is not about being taught; it's about being caught. You are caught by the Spirit. One touch of the Holy Spirit in my life changed me from knowing Him more than trying to read the Bible one thousand times. One touch of the Spirit. Oh, I know now. Who he is, I know his touch now. I know his voice now. This is what he tell me. You know why I keep teaching about the Holy Spirit. You know why I keep laying hand on you. Because I loved you. Because I know this is the key to your victory. It's not that I'm crazy about laying hand and people fall down and all this stuff. No, no, no. The foundation behind laying on of hand and get touched by the Holy Spirit is so that you can walk according to the Spirit, and you can have victorious life. Why God make people cry, laugh, the mascara come out? Why your hairstyle just get out? After you spend so much money making nice hairstyle, after the Holy Spirit touch you, why? Because He's training you to forget about your flesh, your mascara, your hairstyle, your good looking, all this stuff. Forget about the flesh and learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. Learn how to say, "I don't care what people think about me. 
It's not about my flesh, my pride, my dignity anymore. If he may want to make you cry, you just cry to learn how to yield to crying. And if you yield to him while he's touching you, you're gonna yield to him when you get mad at somebody and want to punch that person's face, and you pull your hand back and say, "I'm gonna forgive you and do good to you." You learn how to yield. It's about yielding. It's about learn how to flow with him like an eagle. Catching the wind, mount his wing and soar. Learn how to yield. There are two kinds of Christians: carnal Christians. You know, carnal mean flesh. The meat, carnal mean meat. The flesh, fleshly Christian and spiritual Christian. It's up to you. It's your choice. I myself want to be spiritual Christian. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, led by the Spirit, walk according to the Spirit, because I love life, I love the blessing, I love victory. I hate sickness, I hate curses, I hate to see my children and my church go downhill because of sin in my life. I choose the Holy Spirit. Now you understand my heart. It's not like we are charismatic. Pentecostal church, lay hand. No, it's not about being Pentecostal church. This is the Bible. Amen. The word of God say, "Walk according to the Spirit." Is in the Bible. Amen. Amen. It's not about being Pentecostal. It's about teaching you, training you how to hook up to the Holy Spirit and walk according to the Holy Spirit. Not get into sin and. Destruction and perishing. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You make your choice every day. Father, we thank you so much for teaching your people about walking according to the Holy Spirit. Educate your people the consequences of sin and the flesh, Lord. We don't want death. We don't want corruption. We don't want failure and defeat. We want life, victory, the blessing of Abraham. We want the favor of God. We want victory, rewards in heaven. We want to see the next generation to come. Our children walking. In the spirit as well, we as parents in this church will show them example how to walk in the spirit, so they can learn from our lifestyle, and they will not be carnal Christians, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for reminding your church today. I know, Lord, this is a very heavy teaching, but we need to hear. We need to be reminded. And we need to know the truth, because the truth shall set us free. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If some of you in this room have sinned against God, have yielded to the flesh in certain area in your life, maybe anger, unforgiveness. The love of money, 
pornography, greed. Why don't you repent right now and ask God to forgive you? And tell God, from now on, I will die to my flesh, die to sin, and I will walk with the Spirit of God. I don't want to be carnal Christians, Lord. Confess your sin. Ask God for forgiveness right now. Thank you, Jesus. You should do what you know you should be doing, but you don't do it. You are not doing what you should be doing, or you do what you know that you should not. Be doing at all, but you keep doing it. Let's repent and change. Don't keep doing what you know, what you should not be doing, and let's start doing what we know we should be doing. Repent and follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. So that your heart will not condemn you, you don't have to live in guilt. Your faith will be strong, and you will have victory. Repent right now. Thank you, Father. Forgive us, Lord. We all make mistake, including me. I make mistake too. I have sinned against you. Sometime, Lord. I rebel against the voice of the Holy Spirit. I did not obey Your word. I repent as well, Lord. Help us to grow. Help me to grow, to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit every day. We thank you, Lord, training us, developing us, Lord, changing us. From glory to glory to glory, Lord. So today, if you come out to be prayed for, remember this: this is not about falling. This is not about manifestation, but it's about yielding to the Holy Spirit. It's about letting the Holy Spirit come in to work on the inside of you to become more spiritual. Holy and righteous, become more like Jesus, so that you can be His witness, so that you can be His representative on earth here. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you struggle with any sin in your life, And you want me to pray for you? Ask the Holy Spirit to set you free. I will pray for you. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. May the Holy Spirit touch. Touch your Lord. The fire of God. Fire. 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 Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, touch them, touch them, touch them, fill them, touch fire, fire, <laughs> filled, filled. Touch fire, 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 yield to the Holy Spirit. Let Him come in and work in your life. Don't think too much. This is not about analysis, it's about yielding, it's about jumping in. Into the rivers of God. Fire! 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 Yes, Lord. Filled! Filled! Fire! Become a spiritual woman. Sensitive. To the Holy Spirit, used by the Spirit, anointed by the Spirit, the Lord said to me, "I give you more anointing to get the job done for me. I impart more anointing from heaven into your life right now, right now. The anointing." <laughs> Fire! <laughs> Fire! Fire! Anointing, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Fire! Fire! Yes, Lord, g o r a k a s k u His son to grant paskitraya. His sukore kaskitrayala papa kaskitraba. Fire. Sukore kaskitrayala papa. Sukore kaskitrayala papa kaskitraba. Speak in tongue out loud. 
speaking tongue out loud. God, come upon you. Fire! Feel right now. Filled. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Victory. 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 <laughs> Victory. Yes, Lord. May the will of God be done in your life. May the Holy Spirit's way, yes, happen in your life. The way of the Spirit of God in you and your husband. Yes, and your children. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yeah. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, victory. Victory. I declare victory. I declare victory. <laughs> victory. Yes, yes, yes. Victory. <laughs> Fire. Fire. Victory. Victory. <laughs> yes, Lord. Fire. Fire. <laughs> Victory. 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 Victory in this house. God's will be done. Holy Spirit will be done. Those who come to kill and destroy must go out of this family. Fire. 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 Fire! Fire! The Spirit come up. More of the Spirit. Less of the flesh. Die to the flesh. Die to the flesh. More of the Spirit. Die to the flesh. Die to the flesh. Die to the flesh. More of the Spirit of God. More of the Spirit of God. Less of the flesh. More of the Spirit. Yes, life. I speak life into your mortal body. More of the Spirit. More of the desire of God. More of God. Fire. More. Less of the flesh, strength and power. This home, this family will be full of the spirit of the living God. The flesh has to decrease, but the spirit rises up in this marriage, in their parenting, in their home. Fire! Fire! Yes, Lord. More of the Spirit. Whatever is not of God. More of the Spirit of God. More. Less of the flesh. Holy Spirit will lead you. Show you and guide you. Become a spiritual person. Spiritual Christian. Fire. Fire. 
more of the Holy Spirit. More of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. More of the Holy Spirit. More. More of the Spirit. More of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Lord, develop her sensitivity to the Spirit of the living God. Show her. Teach her. Let her, Lord, catch the wind of God. Yes, Lord. More sensitive to the Holy Spirit. More sensitive. Life. I speak life into you. Life. Life. I speak victory. The way to victory. Be sensitive. Be led by the Spirit of the Living God. <laughs> Train your children, Lord. Show them. Yes, Lord. Horokoski. Yes, fire. Fire. The Lord said to you, I love you. I love you. I want to help you. I want to help you. I never desert you. I never forsake you. I never leave you. I love you. I'm, I'm willing to help you. I'm willing to help you. Jesus. Life, 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 life and blessing, life and blessing, life and blessing. Life and blessing. Fire! Life and blessing. Life and blessing. Hallelujah. Fire. Life and blessing. May this family be filled with the presence of God. The Holy Spirit work in this family. Help them to choose life, choose the way of God. Help them to hear the voice of the Spirit. Father, 
Help them to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in parenting, in marriage, in relationship. Work in, work with them, Lord. May the Holy Spirit be the Lord in this house, and that children shall love the Lord and know that God, since they are young. I commit this family into your hand. Yes, your will be done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Fire. 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 Fill. <laughs> Fill. More of the Karakas, Shikatarakiski, Shukura Paskita, Shukura Kaskitarayala Pampa, Shukuru Kuski Jarapapa, Shukuru Kapaskitarayala Papa. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Fire. Be filled. Be filled. <laughs> Be filled. Yes, Lord. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.